Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So it is the day after the fall, um, I guess it turned out to be iPhone and Apple Watch event, um, which is always a bit of a highlight for me. It's, I think, one of the more, like, WWDC is exciting in the sense that it's it's the underlying part of our developer season. Um, it's exciting in that it's, you know, there's lots of really low level, very technical kind of feature oriented things. Um, whereas the fall event is kind of fun in just so far as it's the, it's in some ways a window into what our customers are actually interested in and the devices that they're going to buy. And in a weird way, like thoughts about the viability of a platform, you know, obviously I want people to want to buy more iPhones because the more customers there are who own iPhones, the more the broader my customer base is. So like in that sense, it's really encouraging. Then we have the, after the, right after the event, we have the period we are in right now, which is the perhaps most frantic part of, um, of the developer season where you, especially this year, they really didn't, didn't do us any favors where the event, so we're <laughs> recording this on Thursday. So the event was uh, yesterday and typically the iOS and watch OS and all the other kind of, uh, OS's release, as far as I remember, the following Wednesday was a pretty common pattern. Yeah, usually you had either a week or, you know, a week plus or minus one day. Yeah, and it, instead it's Monday. Yeah, so and the event was is... on a Wednesday instead of its usual Tuesday because of calendar stuff. So it so we have, we have like three days less time than we usually have. And a lot of those days are the weekend, uh, sure. which, you know, I don't know how much app review is going to be working on the weekend. Yeah, so at least on that score, I, in my experience, I imagine App Review will be pulling, you know, like all hands on deck, working all hours of the day over the weekend, et cetera. So, you know, kudos to App Review. In general, my experiences I've had in this period, lots of approvals at very strange hours um, at all hours of the day. But still, it's like, okay, so we have like we have four days, I guess, like to work today. It's like th- Thursday, Friday, and Saturday essentially because even if you submitted on saturday you would need to hopefully give app review at least a day to look at your app before it was approved so suffice to say it's a bit frantic and for me right now it's funny we were before we were recording um i was like deep in the throes of the part of this process that is so frustrating sometimes where i'm hitting a weird layout bug and it's one of those like it's on on one of the new devices it's on a series 4 apple watch and it's oh, you know, of course. So all I have to go with is what's in the simulator, and it's like it, it, it in interface builder it looks fine. On the simulator, it looks broken. Which one do I trust? I have no idea. Like, and <laughs> like this time of year is just so maddening. It's like I don't know. I guess I just take the conservative path and hope that on my, you know next Friday when uh, Apple Watches appear in the world, like I'll find out if I made the right guess, but. Anyway, that's just a, a, slight, a slight rant. Well, and I think also like one of the reasons that that makes this a, a, a more stressful and a higher workload year than previous years. Not only do we have less time, we also have four new screen sizes <laughs> all at yeah. once. Two of which have more rounded corners than they ever have before. Uh, the two watch sizes, and so that you know, so that makes layout difficult. Layout and watch kit is already a little bit difficult uh, to begin with, and and you know, it's kind of cramped so it's you know at least at least we don't have a smaller size than we had before which makes that a little bit better but you know it is kind of cramped and those big rounded corners are a little bit hard to do uh, or to deal with in, in certain interfaces so you have two new watch sizes that are 
slightly different from what we had before from like a size perspective but but you know lay out pretty differently and then you have two new phone sizes fortunately it's it does seem it doesn't seem like the phone sizes are, are that much work to uh, to adopt to so we got off a little bit easy on the phone uh but still four new devices to test with potentially four new devices worth of screenshots if you if you screenshot every size which i stopped doing i, I now i just do the screenshots for like the biggest device of each class and that's yeah. it because i can't <laughs> i can't keep up but otherwise you know it there's a lot to do in a very short time and and you know and you mentioned like we don't have the hardware yet a lot of this stuff like i, I think on the phones we're pretty lucky the phone simulators are really good and there are very few things, unless you're working with certain APIs that that need the phone. Uh, you know, there are very few things that the phone simulator can't do for you in pretty much the same way the hardware does. The watch, though, as you know probably better than I do, there's a lot more differences in the watch between the simulator and, and the hardware, and so you really need to run watch stuff on devices to really know not to mention the fact that you need to run on devices to just know like the feel of it like the spacing like when you're dealing with such a small interface you gotta you can't design an interface on the simulator alone because you have to know like is this easy to hit is it too small to read like you need to know things like that on the watch that are just hard to tell in the simulator and of course it's made all, all the more complicated when you do have the hardware by how incredibly unreliable the build and run cycle on the watch actually is <laughs> i'm not sure i've gotten it to run on the watch more than two times in a row ever and of all the times that i say build and run on my watch i think it succeeds maybe one out of eight and takes a very long time to fail and all the other ones uh so it's it's really hard when, when whenever there's new watch interface work to be done or in this case when there's new watch screen sizes that have rounded corners now also that's just a, it's a lot of work for developers and to add to that that we don't have the hardware yet and that it's a shorter time than usual that that kind of hurts yeah and uh, it's it's an interesting thing to to think that it's probably i should probably take us to take a step back it's probably fair to say we should probably like we're assuming that everyone has seen the event and knows everything about it let's back up one second yesterday they announced um the series four watch which is similar to the series three watch in a variety of ways but is the biggest difference is that it is has a new screen layout that is kind of short is kind of wider and it's, it's both of them are bigger there's no longer a 38 and a 42 millimeter size they are now uh, 40 and 44 millimeters instead and the screen is wider and um slightly taller and like it's you have to you just have to see it but um it's a different it's a different ratio now and additionally it is different than the 30 like at first i was wondering if it was oh we're going to end up with like the new big one is going to be the same as the old small one or something like or the new small one will be the same as the old big one no it's not that it's like we have four four resolutions that we need to manage now um and then on the iphone we now have the iPhone uh, 10s Max, which is a very big um, 3x resolution screen to to navigate. But otherwise, is if you it seems like that one I'm less worried about because that seems mostly if you've done the work for the iPhone 10 with the safe layouts and the dealing with the notch, you should probably be fine. And then the iPhone 10R is a 2x but iPhone 10 like device 
but has a different resolution than the iPhone 10 because it's an LCD screen that's 2x. And um, so there's a whole bunch of different screen sizes and devices um, just to account for now that um, appeared yesterday. So I probably just want to realize before I be too far down this rabbit hole, make sure everyone's on the sc- on the same page about exactly what has changed. But yeah, I mean, I, I wish there was, I feel like I, it's one of these things that I feel like every year this happens every year. I'm kind of not like surprised, but it's kind of frustrated by the fact that this time is so tricky and it's so hard to, because really my goal is that next Friday when somebody is very, very excitedly un- unwraps their brand new Apple watch that they're super excited about. Um, you know, they stood in line to get it or they ordered it online and they're sitting there, you know, waiting all day by the front door for the UPS guy to come and deliver it, which is what I always do. Um, and I'm actually <laughs> just, I actually physically take my iMac upstairs, um, to <laughs> wow. the dining room really? because it's next to the, 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 the door because otherwise inevitably I'll miss, I won't hear the doorbell and then he'll run off with my devices and I have to chase them. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause your, your regular office is in the basement. So it's, yeah, I can see how that could happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Your office is in the front of your house. But for me, I actually just move my office upstairs and I, you know, <laughs> set, set up, I'd like take my iMac, you know, the, the portable computer it is, um, put it on my dining room table and just work from there for the day. Um, that's and amazing. That's, that, that works fine. But, but what I want is that person who's excited to get that device on day one, they download you know, they get their watch, they get it paired, they open the app, and it works great. Like I would love for them, you know, if you're if you're you know in this in my case, say like you're you you love pedometer plus plus, you love counting your steps, that you're super excited that you can finally do it on your watch as well. I want that day one experience to be good, and I the the situation we always seem to find ourselves in is like I don't know if I can. Like I can do my best, and I can try and make that experience reasonably good. But I have to make so many guesses and so many assumptions um, and just kind of like hope for the best. I mean, and this doesn't to say nothing of the fact that, you know, tonight I'll be getting um, up at three in the morning to place all my orders to try and make sure that I can get a device for myself on day one so that I can be actually testing it. Because at least once we have hardware, a lot of these problems go away. A lot of these issues um, get a lot smaller once we have access to hardware, because then at that point, at least it's a question of... Uh, you know, I just try it and if it works great. And if it doesn't, you know, then I, I know where, I know what I need to change to make it work. Um, but until I have a device, it's like, I'm just guessing and it just never feels well. And like, I think it's this funny tension where, um, maybe it's because I come back, come from a, the, the original background, um, on like developing for the old school iPhone, where it was very much pixel perfect kind of was your goal. Like you really would want to maximize taking advantage of every pixel on the screen, make sure your layouts and everything was just right. And it's maybe in some ways I just need to let go of that and just say that like, it's going to be good ish. Like as long as things aren't overlapping or falling off the top or bottom of the screen, um, as long as it looks reasonable, like it's fine, but uh, it doesn't feel great either. A lot of this work is somewhat self-imposed. You know, a lot of this is like, you know, as you mentioned, like, you know, we want that first day experience of our customers with either the new OS and or the new phones and watches. We want those those day one experiences to be perfect. We want to already be there. Some customers actually really do care about that and will actually leave you negative reviews and stuff if you, and, and complain about it if you if you aren't ready yet on day one. But most won't. Most of them 
I, I think will give you a bit of leeway on that and kind of expect like, okay, well, if your app has, you know, black bars around it or something on my brand new screened uh, device, I can live with that for a week. You know, <laughs> like most people aren't super hardcore, you know, angry about that. But it still just is like part of the craft of doing good work, making good apps, you know, the, the, you know, the craftsmanship that, that we try to practice and that we try to, that we you know, take pride in. It's part of that to be there on day one, to be ready, to have a layout and things that, you know, that can resize, that can work. Um, or if you're if you're going to show black bars to try to get your app done as soon as absolutely possible, you know, day one if possible, so that you, no customer ever sees that or very few customers ever see that. You know, that is something we try to do. Um, it, but, you know, it is worth pointing out, again, it is, it is kind of self-imposed. Like, we actually have leeway if we want it on a lot of this stuff. But if we do it well and, you know, and, and we please people like that and we do good work like that, I think over time that does add up. It, it gives us, it, it, I think it's hard to quantify what it does for the bottom line uh, in, in short term. But if you look over the long term, if you build a reputation among customers for making high quality apps and always being ready for all the new stuff, I think that does help you in things like marketing and long term customer retention. Yeah. And I think, too, it's that sense that I mean, A, there's the part of it like that. I mean, just I'm just excited. Like I look forward to this as a customer. Like I want to take advantage of the new stuff because that's that's the kind of person that I am. And, and so maybe I'm just playing to that part of my customer base. But um I think it's that it's yeah. There's that funny tension of all these problems go away if we just wait, right? Like if 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 I just I, I put in my orders for my phones whenever I wake up um, on Friday morning when you know my watches and phones get here when they get here, or I go to an Apple store whenever they're in stock, I buy it, I work on it, then I submit it. Like whenever that is, and say it's you know a week from now or two weeks from now when I actually get those updates in or get those things working like that in the broad scope, it probably, it, it, it won't matter in the big picture. Most likely like it's, I think the big, you know, the, the big things you potentially might miss out on, maybe you'll miss out on a feature um, potentially, but I'm not sure how valuable that is in terms of like the features around um, OS releases are so often there's so many apps that get featured and it's a different kind. It's, it's a very more crowded time that I I think specifically is in my experience from recently less impactful than it has been in the past, but it's, I mean, it's still lovely. It's still something I certainly I I work towards. Um, And certainly there's the press angle of people who are looking for apps that are taking advantage of the new stuff. Um, or even, I mean, in the, like the best case scenario is, you know, reviewers who have review units of the new devices who would like to install your apps and use them as part of their review. And then you're kind of, you know, being even more strongly put forward. So like there's these advantages, but yeah, it is, it's like, (laughs) I go back and forth and if I'm just like, just a glutton for punishment and just, I'm doing like, there's no, I shouldn't worry so much and I should just like let it go and, um, be more patient and actually not rush these things out. You know, is it worse to, re- you know, release something that, uh, early that has a few bugs versus just waiting? Cause I mean, in Apple's, in Apple's, uh, su- in supporting their developers, they do a great job of the backwards compatibility modes, um, exist for everything where if you, you know, if you run an app that was built for watchOS four on watchOS five on one of these new watches, they just, run it as though it was in that old, you know, it's as though it was on the old phone or on the old watch. And, you know, it's just inset slightly and centered. And a lot of customers probably won't even notice. Um, 
and like they do the work to make sure that that actually works that it doesn't just like completely fall apart on the new stuff but yeah like i said it's it's this, it's a really tricky tension to not want to have the app be be there and be ready at this exciting time um and you know do not feel like you're going to miss out on some opportunities that may come up as a result we are sponsored this week by Linode. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at just $5 a month. You can be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers, including me and David, who are all serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team. You can email them, call them, even chat over IRC if you want to. Linode knows how important it is to get the help you want when you need it. They also have a suite of amazing guides and support documentation to give you a reference if you ever need that. And Linode's intuitive control panel is super easy to use. You can deploy, boot, resize, snapshot, and clone your virtual servers in just a few clicks. And they feature two-factor authentication to help keep you safe. Linode is great for tasks like hosting large databases, running a mail server, operating a VPN. You can run Docker containers. You can host a private Git server and so much more. And also Linode is hiring right now. If that interests you, go to linode.com slash careers. So Linode has fantastic pricing options available. Plans start at one gig of RAM for just $5 a month. And they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigs of RAM. As a listener of this show, sign up at linode.com slash radar. That will support us and you will get $20 towards any Linode plan. So on the one gig plan, that could be four free months. And with a seven day money back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash radar to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit, or use promo code RADAR2018 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting this show and Relay FM. Something else that um, I did want to mention around the new event that I think I, this was the, on the more positive, like I was relieved side, um, is always interesting that going into these events, I always imagine it's kind of the, all the all the ways in which um, they could go poorly for me. Um, and it, it, I, I create these devices that have these features that, you know, like as an example for this one, I've always been thinking recently, like, oh, when is the Apple Watch going to have native sleep tracking? And I'd built up in my mind, oh, maybe this year they'll ha- one of the fe- emphasis will be battery life. And so battery life will get a lot, will get bigger. And then rather than being 18 hour battery life, they're going to go to two day battery life. And they'll say, now you can do sleep tracking. Um, and I build those up in my mind and, you know, thankfully it's like that, that didn't happen. Like it's, it's still a thing that's just out there as a developer opportunity, um, that exists or, you know, and then there's a variety of kind of things like that, that I think now exist that it's, it's, you know, like I won't I always kind of worry that they're going to happen. I mean, obviously like this year you have, um, I'm trying to think in terms of like they, you know, you, you, you're adding a podcast player to, or a watch based podcast player to Overcast, but it's like you already knew that Apple was doing that. Well, but it, that could have gone very wrong. It could have been that they did it and they and they didn't make the APIs needed for me to do it. Sure. And so, so then you would be in the position where it's like, oh, great. Now you can do a, a, a worse version or they can do the awesome version. Right. Exactly. Uh, it is always just such a funny thing to go into these events that I don't know if I've just been it's like over it's like I'm optimistic about kind of like the fun side of things. But then I'm also in the back of my mind pessimistic about all the ways that this could go horribly for me. And I think it speaks to something that I think is a slightly interesting topic just to touch on briefly that. I find it so interesting how to to be in a position, and this is just, I think, just the fundamental aspect of being an independent developer, um, especially on like a focused platform like you and I are, where 
so much of my fortunes feel like they're tied to choices that are outside of my control. Um, and even things to the point where like, I, it's an interesting filter that I have now when I hear that Apple, you know, named their new phone, the iPhone 10 S max. And I'm like, that is a really weird name. Like, is versus the 10s in a box and the t- uh, xr which sorry that's a 10r even though everyone's going to say xr because that's how you see it it's like all this confusion and then i'm like oh no is this confusion going to reduce iphone sales and make it you know reduce the market for uh, my applications and it's uh, i think i've i'm trying hard to train myself out of those kinds of thoughts where like that somehow in my mind, like if, if Apple sells 10% less um, iPhones, which would, you know, is, I'm not saying that's going to happen. Who knows? Like that's way above my pay grade in terms of the, the reasons why uh, iPhones succeed or fail um, or thrive and thrive well, you know, thrive-ish. But um, it's just an interesting thing that I wanted to bring up that it is a really, it's, it's, it's something that I think is easy to, for me to fall into, but I think is probably would be more productive to pull away from and to just be like, you know, it's fine. I can control the things I can control. I can make the, I can just focus on making good quality apps for the platform and just hope that people who have way more vested interest in it than I do, you know, to the tunes of, you know, billions of dollars, um, are going to be doing everything they can to make sure that the platform is a, is a success and to just put my head down and not worry about it. All right, so let's close out by talking about what are we working on right now? Like what is kind of, you know, top of mind or what what are you trying to do today and yesterday and hopefully not too far into the next few days? Yeah. Uh, what's, what is like on your plate right now? Sure. So, I mean, for me, um, like we talked about last week, I took a lot of time off this summer and didn't do as much work as I may have to, in a typical summer. And so for me, my focus has been in almost entirely on pedometer plus plus because that's my main app that's where the majority of my income comes from i think it makes sense for that to be my focus um and honestly the changes i make there just have a bigger impact on more customers because there's more of them um and so for me this this, thing like what i've been mostly working on is making the watch app for pedometer plus plus like a first class workout app um, in a way that essentially I'm taking the lessons that I learned from Workouts Plus Plus, which was like the super complicated but powerful um, workout app that I made, and I'm taking all the sort of the best parts and lessons from that and moving them into uh, Pedometer Plus Plus's workout app, and just focus on making that workout app um, really good and so that's what i'm in the process of wrapping up it's going pretty well and i think we'll you know i should be able to submit hopefully you know in the next day or so hopefully this this kind of cool update with for that and then i kind of will expect to continue to branch out on from there on there uh or from there but that's primarily what i've been working on and it's just kind of a, a fun thing and i think it's cool when for, for, to be have that have the watch be my focus when it, the watch, I think, is the thing that got the really cool update this year. Um, and so that's like doubly exciting and kind of fun. And I expect to kind of continue to d- be emphasizing that in the way that, you know, it is that the, the watch continues to be this really compelling growth opportunity platform, um, both for Apple and I think also for developers more generally. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm looking forward to seeing like, you know, once we get these watches, like how much faster are they? Do they have things like, you know, it, does it have more RAM? Is it able to keep apps in memory longer or keep more apps in memory at once? Um, I, I want to see like, how do the new complications work? You know, like that that's a whole new 
you know type of complication on on the on the cool face they showed off where it's like those ones in the corners and everything and you know new design patterns for those new paradigms for those is the api going to get better on complications to make it easier to write them and easier to keep them up to date like any any kind of moving the watch hardware forward is really exciting to me because it's it started out so limited which reflected poorly both as a user and just for what our apps could do and over time they've been they've been improving it with you know sometimes pretty large improvements and this does seem like one of those times on the hardware side and so i really want to see like what is that filter down to to the software side like how how can our apps be better now with these with these new watches um, and how long do we have to support the old ones is, is yeah. a question that will probably, you know, it's probably going to be at least a few years, uh, but, you know, because they're still selling them, but uh, we'll see on that. But ultimately, uh, th- th- I think that's very, very exciting. And I'm really glad right now that I don't develop an active complication because I'd have even more work to do. Yeah. As someone who does make that complication, that it's, it's, it's <laughs> definitely some work, but it's not too bad. Like, it, like in this way like uh, the complication frameworks are at least really well designed and really thoughtfully put together that they um you know like the the addition of the new the new corner graphic style um is relatively straightforward to adopt like that was that was the easy part in in many ways because the api is so it's like you could say it's limited or you could say maybe it's focused or streamlined um so there's not that much that you can do and so it makes it relatively easy and on the score of uh, supporting old watches like it's a exciting that there's a new exciting watch because i think it'll encourage more people to buy it which will make you know if series four can um start to be you know sell well and become a higher proportion but also i'm very excited that monday i get my wish and the series zero sort of disappears like bye-bye series zero it, it no longer will be supported and obviously i think right now it's maybe about 20 percent of my users uh, have one of those but in my mind, I'd be very. I'm very curious to see how quickly that drops off. That how many of those zeros become fours? Because um, I think that's going to be a very common upgrade path uh, for a lot of folks when things just you know it's, it's like it, now there's this new shiny. It's you know, and that's an, a tremendous update. If you go from a series zero watch to a series four update, like it is going to feel like you just you know you got out of a Pinto and you're in a Ferrari. Like it's a totally different kind of experience. So. <laughs> Um, I look forward to I look forward to watching my stats um, as you know the series zero hopefully makes its you know it's, it's it's gradual demise. What about you? What are you working on? Oh man, just getting getting Overcast five done and submitted. I, I actually submitted it um, earlier this morning um, because I, I, I was very lucky to have a pretty large beta group this time, and uh, it, it was a very late beta. I, I really had to work my butt off to get it out and fix and you know get these bug fixes out i had really a crazy last few days and i probably worked myself i definitely worked myself harder than i should have and i'm probably going to feel some consequences from that and things like you know back pain <laughs> and possibly rsi uh, no. but but uh, it's I, i've you know I, i've dealt with these things before so i know i know what i'm dealing with and how to how, how to you know treat these things uh in whatever i need but otherwise uh yeah it's it's getting out there. I hope it gets approved quickly. I hope it gets approved on time. And um, otherwise, yeah, I, I'm just really excited. I, I'm pretty confident in this release. It's a it's a pretty big overcast update. Uh, there's a bunch of cool stuff that I wanted to do for it that I didn't have time for. So there's going to be more coming. But uh, but for now, this is a pretty big update, and we'll talk more about some of the specifics of it in future episodes. Um, and yeah, otherwise, that's. Uh, that's about it. That's that's consumed my entire life for the last few months. Yeah. 
And then you finally get to show the world, which I guess is the really exciting thing. Like, I think I'm very excited to see. Um, I've been using, you know, I've been using uh, Overcast Five for some time now, and it's, it's. I think there is something fun to see something that that I know took a, a lot of work and effort and thoughtfulness went into, to then actually go out into the world and to actually do the you know it's like to be used in the way that it was intended and that for all of that effort for to, you know to actually realize its purpose to you know make people in this case it's like give them a, a richer experience listening to podcasts as well as being able to you listen to them from their watch which is kind of cool yeah the the standalone watch podcast playback is back and it's really uh, that is you know i don't use it a ton but a lot of people have wanted that feature and it, it it's especially egregious that like i used to offer it and then had to remove it as we talked about before and uh because you know the api changed and and that really was a problem like the fact that i offered it at one time then removed it. i literally get emails almost every day from people saying where is this feature i i paid for a premium subscription and i can't find this feature i need i demand a refund and it's like this it's that's that's painful on so many levels like yeah. it was never behind premium premium doesn't say anything about it now like and i can't give you a refund <laughs> but uh yeah so those emails will hopefully stop uh uh very shortly so i'm, I'm very much looking forward to getting this release out there for lots of reasons it, it, I'm, it's one i'm pretty proud of and, and i'm looking forward to it and i'm a little nervous but uh but it's gonna be worth it oh, that's fine you, you should do you should record a launch day diary those are a lot of fun oh god but it'll, it'll be me on lying on the couch there in pain. There you go. <laughs> Launch a diary. I can't move. <laughs> I can't move. I'm, I'm just over, completely overwhelmed and sad. So maybe not. Maybe it sounds like you just need to go lie down and go, or go for a walk. You can count your steps with an excellent pedometer, I know. So. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I'll go do that. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, best of luck with all your app updates and everything. And uh, talk to you next week. Bye.